we're back to the usual this morning. We had a good weekend last weekend. Some visiting preachers or some different things. Uh, was good. So it's always good when Lord's people can come together in unison and celebrate the Lord and all his works. I've been thinking about the 22nd chapter of the Psalms. Uh, our brother brought the Psalms to us rather well, but what I was thinking is just some things that run through my mind while he was bringing us the messages on the 22nd Psalm start off with was first up my God my God why hast thou forsaken me why art thou so far off I think uh, all of us at times can feel that as well as David did that kind of get cold occasionally we need kind of be pumped up again and just some things that come to mind, just kind of rambling around this morning, maybe. But uh, it was things that I thought was really relevant at the time. Hebrews, the 10th chapter, we begin this morning. <clears throat> when we think on... these things also we we think back to the Lord uh, even in his coming he knew what his end was as far as uh, the worldly life that he had lived it was going to end in tragedy they're going to hang him on the cross and he knew that full well all time when he come, he made a covenant with the Father before the beginning of time. Even that, that was to be it. He had come to lay down his life to save a people that the Father hath given him, that they might be secure in all things pertaining to their salvation and to their relationship with God the Father. Hebrews' 10th chapter and verse 7 he said, then, said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above when he said sacrifice and offerings and burnt offerings and offerings for sin thou wouldest not, neither hadst thou pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. But then said he, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And it pretty well sums up 
the 22nd Psalm, beginning, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because he come to lay the sins of his people upon himself, take on the sin debt, which was death. So he come to do the will of the Father. And he kept all the covenants to the satisfaction of the Father down to the last jot and tittle of the law. Therefore, he was worthy to offer himself one time for his people. In the book of Isaiah, then, in the 63rd chapter, I couldn't help but go to Isaiah. <clears throat> The Lord taking care to save his people from their sin and was always careful to take care of his people, the church. That's who he laid down his life for, the church. Uh, People like to tell it today that he, he laid it down for all men, and it's just kind of a little thing you can walk up and pull off your tab to go to heaven if you want to. But he didn't do that. He laid down his life for his church, and he loved his church, and he gave himself for it. So it was for his church always that he come. And he's careful even yet to guard his church. He promised the church they would be with them until the end, never forsaking them, never leaving them, always there for them, as he was in laying down his life for them. He's that careful, that careful that he had watch over his church. Sixty-third chapter of the book of Isaiah said, Who is this that cometh from Edom? But dyed garments from Basra, this that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength. I speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Wherefore art thou red in thine apparel, and thy garments like him that treadeth in the wine vat? Back in times past, I thought this somehow was tied directly to the Lord's crucifixion and the shedding of his blood, but it's tied more to his coming to take care of his church and to guard over it, and even to the shedding of his blood again, if that were so if that could be possible. But he's coming to save his church from any approach of outside 
And then verse 3 said, I've tried in the wine press alone. It goes back to thinking, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He done it all by himself. And he's going to save his church by himself. There's no looking out to any outside help. We're reminded also back in the people of Israel when they went into Egypt and they come back out and they were looking back still looking for some help from there when all they needed to do was look unto God sometimes we do the same thing we're, we're kind of subject to look to some book or something else to find God when he's always in the volume of the book it is written of him he come to do the will of the Father. I've tried in the wine press alone, and of the people there was none with me. He come unto his own, and his own received him not. For I will tread them in mine anger, and trample in them my fury, and their blood shall be sprinkled upon my garments, and I will stain my raiment because he's going to fight the battle. What battle is that? Our battle. Always fighting our battle. Looking out for us. I will stain my raiment. For the day of vengeance is in my heart, and the year of my redeemed is come. And I looked, and there was none to help. Once again, we see that. There wasn't anything. There wasn't anything else in the world that was going to be satisfactory to save his people. I looked and there was none to help. And I wondered that there was none to uphold. Therefore, my own arm brought me salvation brought it unto me in my fury it upheld me and I will tread down the people in my anger and make them drunk in my fury and I will bring down their strength to the earth in verse 7 he said I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord hath bestowed on us and the great goodness toward the house of Israel, which he has bestowed on them according to his mercies and according to the multitude of his loving kindness. That was what was required all along, mercy, mercy. For he said, surely, they're my people. Surely they're my people. And I will look after them. Children that will not lie. So he was their savior in the past tense. He was their savior. 
in our day we'd say he is our Savior. But he has been. It was written in the volume of the book. He come to do the will of the Father and lay down his life that it might secure our life, that we might live. In verse 9, he said, and in all their affliction, he was afflicted the same way. And the angel of his presence saved him. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. And he bore and he bare them and carried them all the days of old. What, what words that has been set forth here of our great God who has come to do the will of the Father which was to save his people, his people. Just hold that thought, his people, you and I. We're undeserving of anything, but he came because the Father had promised him a people, and we are that people. In the 40th chapter then of Isaiah, chapter 40. told you it's kind of some rambling around I had in verse 1 he said comfort ye comfort ye my people saith your God speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished isn't that good mm -hmm. that's what we just read he come stained his garment but he has accomplished what he had come it was ordained to him to do accomplished that her iniquity is pardoned for she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness prepare ye the way that was one of the things that the Lord come. We see John the Baptist as a forerunner, but then we see Christ coming, and he's going to prepare the way for his people. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. This is our God. That's who we have waited for. He has come. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and rough places plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. He's going to reveal himself to us, teach us all things. And all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. 
when the Lord speaks, it is sure. No backing up, no turning. Never any turning, no variableness of turning. And the voice said, cry. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass. And all the goodness thereof is as a flower of the field. Grass withereth and flower fadeth. Because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon its surety, the people is grass. Makes me go back to the Psalms again. Lord, teach us to number our days. That's what we was talking about earlier, wasn't it, brother? Teach us to number our days. Take them one at a time. but teach us to know how frail and needy we are of this care of God Almighty. Otherwise, we'd be knocked out in a second. The Lord bloweth up on it, surely the people is grass, and the grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever those iron that bringeth good tidings get thee up into the high mountain O Jerusalem thou bringest good tidings lift up the voice with strength and lift it up be not afraid say unto the cities of Ju Judah behold your God Behold, the Lord God will come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. It come before him. It is done. We go back thinking once again, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me upon the cross? And when it was done, he cried, it is finished. It is done. He has brought salvation to his people. In the book of Jeremiah, <clears throat> the third chapter, in verse 12 go and proclaim these words toward the north and say return thou backsliding Israel saith the Lord and I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you for I am merciful saith the Lord and I will not keep anger forever kind of my mind kind of went off to the 30th Psalm Again, and joy cometh in the morning. Only acknowledge thine iniquity. That's what the Lord's going to cause us to do. That thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God, and hast uh, scattered thy ways to the strangers 
under every green tree, and ye have not obeyed my voice, saith the Lord. Turn, turn, O backsliding children, children, my, my children, my people, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you, one of a city, two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. Not going to be but a remnant. I think what he's trying to say here is going to be one here and one there. But I'm going to bring you my people. My people. And I'll bring you to Zion. And I will give you pastors. According to mine heart. Which shall feed you with knowledge. And understanding. And how else can we know? How else can we know the severity of the words, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? I'm going to keep you. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to give you pastors that you might know that you might understand, that you might have these things to cling on to, that it might refresh you from time to time. In the book of Romans, in the eighth chapter, in verse one, there is now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. How much better could it be? The Lord is going to save his people. There is now, therefore, no condemnation. Isn't that good? Not condemned. Saved. By the work of Jesus Christ who is still at work. Going to the Father for us. Always. Pleading our cause. No condemnation. Because of him, because of his work. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his son, his own son, in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. We've been made partakers 
of the heavenly calling. The Lord has called his people. He's going to teach them all things. He's not going to leave us or ever stray from us, but always be looking out and taking care of us to perform, to perform the will of the Father. How you going to perform that? I said live and do. Going to perform it by the Spirit of God that worketh up in, in his people. Back in the fifth chapter of the same book, Roman. <clears throat> In verse one, this is this is one of my favorite verses here. Favorite verses. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's through Him by whom also we have access by faith into this grace. What grace? The one that the Lord has given to us. Not because we deserved it. That's the reason they call it grace. It come upon us by the will of the Father. Faith in this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of glory. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that the tribulation worketh patience, and the patience experience, and experience hope. And hope make it not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. I said it was a continuing work. It's given unto us that it might work in us for when we were yet without strength in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. For us, his people, my people. Isn't that something we just read in Romans 8 chapter? He said, in my people, in my people. It's good, isn't it? Be in the family. In the family of God. How we get there? We were adopted. Adopted into the family. We, we didn't have any right at all to be there. None at all. But through adoption we have become the children of God. My people. My people. He's always careful. 
to watch over his people. In the 15th chapter, Verse 10, I guess. And again, he say, Rejoice, ye Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and laud him, all you people. And again, Isaiah say, There shall be a root out of Jesse, and he that shall rise to reign over the Gentiles. In him shall the Gentiles trust. And now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. And I myself also am persuaded of you, ye brethren, that ye also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. So he sent pastors that they might teach the people about the goodness of God. What he required was not sacrifice and offering. Mercy, mercy, mercy. It came by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. I mentioned uh, Psalms 30. Go over there with me. With me. Wonderful little psalm. It also speaks of the care of the Lord he said I will extol thee O Lord for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me O Lord my God I cried unto thee thou hast healed me kind of makes me think back my God my God why hast thou forsaken me I cried Unto thee. Can we not share in, in the time that Christ was suffering these things? Can we not share in that same thought, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? We, we must. We must share in that to have any understanding of it. Now I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. For his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life weeping may endure for a night but joy cometh 
in the morning. And in my prosperity, I said, I shall not be moved. Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made my mountain to stand strong. It wasn't because of what I said. It was because the Lord hath made it stand strong. Thou didst hide thy face, and I was troubled. I cried unto thee, O Lord, and unto the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Shall a dust praise thee? Shall it declare thy truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. Lord, be thou my helper. Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing, and thou hast put my sackcloth. put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent O Lord my God I will give thanks unto thee forever so joy cometh in the morning we might suffer some things in this life we do every day you know things we say, well, it's getting worse and worse and worse. It's just getting as bad as the Lord will let it. That's why it, what it is. It doesn't go any further than that. He's always careful to watch over his people, my people. Those that have the God the Father hath given me, I have not lost one. <clears throat> my people. I will give thee thanks always that you come and comfort us. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. What more comfort? There's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. What a wonderful, what a wonderful thought. We're free. Free. At liberty. At liberty is something we seek every day here in this world. Seek liberty. They're always looking for liberty. Liberty is in the Lord. Give us liberty to do what? To praise his holy name and worship him. You can't worship without liberty. You must be liberated. Must be reconciled. That's what the Lord come for was to reconcile all things unto himself. His people first be reconciled. We've been brought always by the Lord in the paths of righteousness. That's the, that's the road, that's the high road. That's the one the Lord is going to remove all the rocks out of and make it a highway. To come unto righteousness. Not our righteousness, but the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We 
we're so thankful that he has given us pastors. He might teach us. That's what we had last weekend, wasn't it? Good, good me. They come to teach us the things of God. And, and it gives us opportunity also to come in out of the world and leave those things outside of the church door and get, get down deep into the Lord's work. And we can't do anything for him. But he definitely can do something for us. He's the one watching over his people. My people. My, that's something to be called my people by God. So we look on and on. We keep, keep it in your heart, those words. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And the answer of it was to do thy will, O God, and save thy people. 